Welcome inside the newsroom. My name is Kelsey Bradshaw, and I'm the news editor at the University Star. Today I'm here with Carly Porterfield, assistant news editor at the University Star. Renato Leonos Jr., news director at KTSW 89.9. Trevor Frank, news reporter at KTSW 89.9. All right, we're back after we weren't here last week. Um, I think we're all just tired. I don't really... Sorry for any of our loyal fans that have been waiting for us to come back, but we are back. And a lot of things popped up over the past, I think it was like maybe two weeks also. Busy news week. Mm -hmm. It was. That's what it was. (laughs) Not school. Um, So this week in news, we did a story about lead contamination in the water in San Marcos. And basically back in September, um, they found level, the city found levels of lead in the water um, at the Hayes County Government Center, and it's since disappeared, but they don't know where the lead came from still. Yeah, like, it's a I, little can't, alarming. I can't decide if that's comforting or terrifying. Yeah. So, like, yeah, basically in September 2014, they found some at the Hayes Government, Hayes County Government Center, and, like, they immediately, obviously, um, flushed the lead, like, flushed all of the water out of the building, like, redid it, and then they did follow-up tests, and apparently it just disappeared. They still don't know the source. It hasn't come back up. Um really no one has an answer for what happened i don't know how to feel about that i don't like go to the government center a lot Me thankfully but, but it's still no, concerning people yeah. go there and john clack who's assistant director of public services in san marcus he said um that they didn't really come to any conclusive results on where the lead came from and that they're still testing it to see maybe if it's the materials of the pipes mm-hmm. or like if it was um he was like, if it was in our source water, it would show up all the time. So it's not coming from the source of the water. And the source of the water is Canyon Lake and the Edwards Aquifer. But neither of them have tested positive for lead. Yeah, and our so. reporter also interviewed Charles Meeks. He's a manager at Culligan Water, and he's like a treatment specialist. And he said usually the only times you ever get lead are houses constructed before 1950. Mm-hmm. And the government center is like a few years old. So I don't yeah. know. I don't know. No one knows. So are they still going to, like, investigate? Yeah, they're still, like, looking into it. Meeks was saying that there's probably not a big concern here. It's not a big deal. But at the same time, like, if you don't know where it's coming from, that means it could come back, right? right? Yeah. I don't know. And it's just one of those, like, weird San Marcos stories where, like, stuff like this only happens in San Marcos. And I don't know. I just think it's funny. So just if you're going to go over there, if you have court, take a bottle of water. (laughs) Just be careful. I'm yeah. not trying to alarm anyone because, mm-hmm. you know, it hasn't been there in a while. But, yeah. yeah, it was a weird week. And then something else that was going on this week was um, HIV. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, so there is a um, piece of legislation that would um, – there's a piece of legislation that was passed that's going to take $3 million fr- that was usually used in schools to, like – or not just in schools, but for different programs to educate about HIV and STD awareness. And it's actually being rerouted for abstinence-only education, just True kind of... Texas fashion. Yes. So um, State Representative Stuart Spitzer um, basically said that because Texas is the third highest STD and HIV rate, um, he thinks that that's because what the programs are already doing with the money, it's not effective enough. So he thinks it would be better to switch to abstinence program. He said... Um, on the surface, it would appear to be a larger failure talking about the um, programs that educate about HIV than the absence education with $101 million spent on HIV STD awareness annually. And that's, uh, I don't know. I feel like I'd blame absence-only education more for people not knowing how to protect themselves. But Like, I was taught about HIV and STDs in high school and in the beginning of junior high, and alas, still don't have one. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. still still going strong. Um, 
I don't know, because I know Carly, you were taught abstinence only. Yes, my. Uh, do you? I went to Saint Do you have Marcus any STDs? Like I don't know. Um, <laughs> I don't have any STDs, but um, my at my high school, um, teen pregnancy was a really big deal, and I know that's a different issue than HIV and STDs, obviously. But I mean, you get you get pregnant the same way you get an STD, and so. I mean, about I think about ten percent of girls got pregnant or had a baby before there they graduated from my high school. high school. Yeah. And was yeah. it a private school or a public? School? It was a public school, a public St. Marcus High School. Yeah, and so um, and I, I think that if there had been more education, people would have known to like wear a condom. Like, so that's the other thing too is like my only thing that I come back to with when it comes to issues like this is like. 15-year-olds are going to do it anyway. (laughs) They're 15 and 16. Like, it's going to happen anyway. Why not make sure that they're prepared? Why would you send someone into battle without a shield? I don't know. (laughs) I don't think trying to force abstinence or teach them abstinence is going to help. They're going to, like you said, they're going to do what they want to do at the end of the day. So just being educated about it. You're a teenager. You're going to do whatever you want. (laughs) You're a kid. The whole thing is you don't, you're not going to listen to authority. I mean, that's the whole part, you know. What were y'all taught in high school? I mean, I think I only took, like, a health class, you know, so only, like, taking the health class, like, did we learn about, like, STDs and stuff like that, but to get, like, actual, like, I guess, like, education, like, out of it, I don't think we really had anything mm-hmm. like that, you know? I think the only type of, I guess, knowledge when it comes to that kind of stuff was, like, something that we had, like, in fifth grade, but it was more talking about, like, puberty, you know, kind of, mm-hmm. like, yeah. what the body goes through and stuff like that, but to actually, like, learn about, like, STDs, you know, and just, I guess, like, intercourse and stuff like that, nothing was ever really taught in my high school because that's the thing with me is like I we all I'm sure we all have questions when you're 13 and 14 and 15 and 16 like I'm sure Stuart Spitzer had questions when he was in high school and stuff too but a lot of times kids are embarrassed to ask questions because Mm -hmm. of the way everything is set up it's very like taboo to like be learning about your own body and like what sex is and like that's a human thing, so. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a little bit confusing. It can be awkward, too, just yeah. talk, to talk to your parents Very about that. Very awkward. I mean, mm-hmm. so kids kind of have to depend on school to educate them, because yeah. I, I, I definitely don't want to go to my parents. No, I did not go to my, like, even TMI, but, like, even when I got my period, I, like, did not see, even then, TMI, that's not TMI, because I'm a woman, natural, and that's what yeah, happens, yeah. like, exactly. Like, I didn't want to talk to my parents about it, but, like, because yeah. you're embarrassed, and, like, you're ashamed, and you're taught that it's a shameful thing, and so this is, I don't know, this yeah. is just an interesting thing. Mm-hmm. Um, he said that it would help lower the STD rate, HIV rate. So, yeah. So we'll who see knows? About that. <laughs> and like, also, if you, if like, obviously, if you're too embarrassed to go to your parents and the school's not teaching you, you're gonna go to your friends for information about sex. And, and like, that's not good. Thirteen year olds should not talk to other thirteen. Or like terrifying websites. Yes. Oh, oh my god. god. Not <laughs> like God forbid. Oh my, I didn't even think of that. God forbid they. Yeah, oh, you can't no. Google sex. I mean, like, yeah. you know, you're gonna get off like the worst thing possible. Yeah. Like Yahoo that. Answers. Like that's not proper that's not education. <laughs> you need to know about your body. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just wonder, like, I mean, what's the probability of it actually getting, like, you know, passing the house, passing the Senate, and actually getting to the governor's desk? It's gonna be really yeah. interesting to see how, like, things like unfold in yeah. the near future because it everything like ends pretty soon, right? In June, mm-hmm. I believe. Yeah. So it should be interesting. And like, even in this article that um, our reporter wrote was saying um, how 52% of high school students were sexually active as of 2011. So I'm sure the number is higher now. Like, I don't, like, right. you Obviously, know. abstinence is not what they're thinking, no. you know, whatnot, teenagers, yeah. not anything like that. And, like, regardless of your religious beliefs, like, teenagers exist, so I don't know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know. And it's, like, a long-term benefit also. You know I mean? Obviously, it's going to be a long-term benefit. I mean, why not, like, invest in... Especially because those teenagers grow up to have children who then need to educate their children, who so on and so forth. So if we're just creating an uneducated population right now, 
I'm getting on a soapbox, but like then like it's <laughs> no, just it's, it's gonna be horrible like, forever. <laughs> like I don't. And maybe the stigma of it like being taboo would also like, you know, be eliminated. Yeah. I mean because I mean like you're saying also it's almost frowned upon or you just get really like nervous to talk about yeah. these things, you know. And it shouldn't be a shameful thing. It's mm-hmm. something that ha- like that shouldn't be a shameful mm-hmm. thing. And I think it's so crazy that that's the thing our society has chosen to focus on as being something that we keep hush hush mm-hmm. and quiet. So And I think that goes along with kind of like women's health and like mm-hmm. even men's health like you you don't talk about what goes on with your body when you go through puberty and even when you're older like I think we should just all be able to talk about it. Yes. Yeah, when you get older it's just like a part it just becomes part of your life. I shouldn't feel awkward buying tampons just tampons at the grocery yeah. store. Or like women who like go to buy pregnancy tests, they're like, well, let me uh, let me buy everything else at the grocery store and just put this in here sort of thing. Like it shouldn't be a shameful thing to Mm -hmm. figure out stuff that's going on with your body. Anyway, moving on from that, moving into more high school stuff, Trevor did some investigating this week. Yes. So I did a story on um, high school dropout rates for the city of San Marcos. And um, I interviewed Dr. Hensley Cohn. He's the Director of Curriculum Instruction and Accountability. Oh. Um, so I did a little bit of research before I went, but he actually informed me that the dropout rate for the 2012-2013 school year, which is the most recent they have information for, was 3.8%, which is oh. higher than it's been the previous years, around, which was around 1.9%. So it's increased like almost about 2%. That's interesting. Um, and he did let me know that that is pretty alarming. Um, and so he went on to tell me about um, some initiatives the district is taking since the dropout rate has increased. They're not exactly sure why specifically, um, but one of the main things was they want to focus on pre-K. Um, so and one initiative they're taking is opening a full-day pre-K. Mm-hmm. So right now the state only funds for half-day pre-K, but uh, this SMCISD is really trying to focus on full-day pre-K, trying to um, encourage kids to learn to read and write earlier because one indicator of who potentially might be a dropout is kids' ability to read and write by the time they're in third grade. So they kind of use that um, as a measure to see who potentially might be a dropout in the future. Um, so I, thought, I thought that was interesting. I didn't realize the state only funded for half-day pre-K, um, but I thought I think that might help um, you know, kids being able to read and write and their confidence levels as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, another thing he mentioned was that a couple of years ago, um, SMCISD got a curriculum audit, and um, it was like discovered that they weren't meeting like the right standards. So yeah, so um, they kind of hired te- they hired coaches to instruct their teachers on how to teach their kids right to make sure that they're getting a quality education. So I thought that was pretty interesting. He literally had like a list <laughs> of like initiatives that That's they're awesome. doing and things that they're doing, which is really good because that is pretty alarming. I mean, yeah. the dropout rate shouldn't be increasing. Carly, did you ever want to drop out when you were at St. Marcus High School? I did want to drop out. Um, <laughs> school's has, the worst. Obviously, I'm in, in a, a success story of SMCISD because I'm in college and doing things. But um, I mean, we do have a lot of things. Like, I knew people who dropped out. Um, I think, personally, I think a lot of it has to do with, like, economics um a lot of like i think the majority of students are below the poverty line that just makes it difficult to continue an education when you could be going out and getting a job to support yourself and um also i just can't believe that like um like it your reading level by third grade determines like yeah the success you have for the rest of your mm-hmm. life like i, I yeah. don't know like i forget how old third i think graders a lot of it are. has to do with like kids confidence yeah. and you know if their peers around them are like getting reading and writing then that That's I mean true. you're not going to be motivated I mean you know there's some yeah. that are the exception but you know mm-hmm. I think a lot of it is is their confidence levels right something that we had to do in or that 
we had to do that in Dallas that happened at my high school was before um, when I was in like I think like fifth or sixth grade they built a freshman center because there wasn't enough space in the high school and so I my freshman year was in this like huge three-story building and we were all like okay so like there was just a huge amount of freshmen and we were like how are we going to fit in the high school whenever we move on you know mm-hmm. across the parking lot next year to be sophomores and they were like well so many kids drop out that everybody just fits uh, I was like what oh, yeah. <laughs> like, I thought oh we, were, gosh. we were doing pretty good so uh-huh. it's just it's I think it's the same thing as kids would be like well I can get a job now and like support myself and mm-hmm. worry about school later sort of thing so another thing I think is apathy mm-hmm. is kind of like because um, your parents have to give permission so like the parents like I, I saw it because I'd go into the office like at the front of the school and there would be parents sitting there waiting to like sign the form so their kid could drop out and um, I think that it's kind of like a cycle thing like right like if you don't get into preschool at the right time you're kind of always bummed out about it and then like maybe like your parents dropped out too and so they think well my life turned out okay like my kid can do that too so I think it's important with preschool that we um, kids realize that like school can be fun and you can be confident and go on to a career that requires even college like because they did I remember like they they, um, started the tax test in third grade too Mm-hmm. And I remember, like, getting prepared for tax. So yeah. it's just a weird thing. Yeah, one other thing he mentioned to me was that there are, and I'm not sure if they've already started this, but they're going to start doing, like, academies at the mm-hmm. high school. Oh, yeah. So kids, do they already? That started my, like, junior, senior year. So, like, my, like, I technically was in an academy, but it started my last year, so I didn't. Yeah. Well, you, it's kind of like a major. Like, oh. you pick, like, I was technically fine arts, or <laughs> I don't even cool. remember what I was, actually. We that could be that. a lie, yeah. Anyway. It was supposed to, like, prepare kids for trades. So, like, even if they didn't go on to college, they still had some, like, specialized thing yeah. that they okay, knew how so to do. Okay, so you can develop early, kind of get yeah. right. idea of what you're interested in. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah, that was interesting. I didn't know if they had already started that yeah. or not. Mm-hmm. It's Yeah, it started. Well, when I was around, they were like, you're in an academy. And we were like, okay. <laughs> but it didn't really affect me at all. But, yeah, that's something I do now. I think, like, my school started doing that, like, after I graduated. Yeah. So I never got to, like, experience what that was. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, San Marcos is kind of interesting because, I mean, they also have, like, that Phoenix Center also, mm-hmm. the dropout mm-hmm. prevention, like, center place that kind of, like, yeah. helps, um, I guess, people who mm-hmm. are at risk. So I think that's kind of interesting, too. And mm-hmm. I know you had brought up, like, um, economic, like, so all that all that stuff, you know, yeah. and apparently um, he, San Marcos High School has about 60.5 people who are ec- economically disadvantaged. The state level is about 69%. And then, like, people who are apparently at risk at St. Marcus High School is about 50.1, and the state level is about 47.2. I got, like, those stats from, like, the Texas Tribune, so I thought that's kind of, like, interesting to see, like, what role that kind of plays within, I guess, trying to graduate high school. Mm -hmm. And then I know y'all's quote of the week came from this story, too. Yes. So my quote of the week for us was from Dr. Hensley Cohn, and at the very end of our interview, um, I asked him what his goal would be, and he he said... He would like us to be able to see the face of every kid that was our student and to know that, that we did everything we could to keep that kid in school, to help them be successful, and tra- transition them to life with a good quality education. Oh, so nice. Wasn't that? That was just yeah. such a good goal. I just feel like Trevor's smiling really big right now. You guys can't see. It so happy. Yeah. I know. Like, that Go was perfect, Rattlers. Perfect way to end it. Yes. Go see Marcus. Um, I feel like I wish every, um, not that they don't, but I wish just if every you know, school official had that mentality, mm-hmm. things might be a little different. You know, yeah. I'm sure not everyone cares that much so mm-hmm. but um it was a really good way to end that in the interview yeah mm-hmm. and then our quote of the week comes from miss gilda garcia who is the chief diversity officer and title nine coordinator at texas state and we did a story about um sexual misconduct reports here at the university 
and how there was like 27 reports from of sexual misconduct of sexual assault from August 2014 to March 2015, um, and sexual harassment was the second most commonly reported offense with 20 incidents, and 12 incidents of dating viol- dating violence were reported. Mm-hmm. And um, so we just John Wilcox did a number story on that, and it was a really great story. Mm-hmm. And in the story, Gilda Garcia said, "I hate that there are any numbers because every person represents somebody who got hurt. One is too many." And that's just, I don't know, that's just a nice quote. Because these are, like, writing stories like this are hard to do because they make you sad and mm-hmm. it's not fun. Yeah. And But at the same time, you're like, it's my job to report the things. And so it was just a nice quote from her. Yeah. It's easy to be like, oh, yeah, this many girls get raped. We, ne- we never think that those girls are, like, our friends or, like, our roommates. Or boys. Boys also boys get raped. Boys too, yes. This. Anyway, sorry. But, yeah, you never, yeah. you think of them as a number and not as, mm-hmm. like, a your Person. roommate. Yeah. Yes. Which is sad. But, anyway, um, coming up next week... Do you want a story on undocumented students? Yes, because there is legislation that can make undocumented students ineligible for in-state tuition. And um, I know that the head of our university system, Brian McCall, is very against it. He he thinks there's a moral imperative for us to offer those students in-state tuition. So... I think it'll be interesting to see what we do if it yeah, comes to that. We find out. Mm-hmm. And then we're also working on a story about the rise of freshman applicants. Our numbers are up again, as per usual. I think we're going to end up having another record enrollment year come the Ooh. fall. So we're doing we're a story. Make year in a row yeah, <laughs> woohoo! Every year is a record year, so we'll be looking into that as well next week. Yeah, and then um, we'll, we're having a in the public interest show, basically just about health issues here in San Marcos. So one of the stories is going to focus on like what is the biggest health issue here in San Marcos. So we're going to kind of like look into what that is, and then a story that I'm working on. Um, it's going to be an open records. It's a story, an open record story about open records requests, basically, and kind of see how many have been made within the past five years and, like, what people were asking for and what the verdict of the university was to kind of see how transparent Texas State actually has been with open records requests. So I'm excited for that one. Yeah, and then next week will actually probably be our last Inside the Newsroom episode because, I mean, the star stops publishing next week and we Mm -hmm. all kind of stop, get ready for finals, do the things. So make sure to tune in next week. Um, Thank you for joining us this week on Inside the Newsroom. Be sure to look for us every Friday on iTunes, SoundCloud, the University Star, and KTSW's website. Leave any questions or comments on either website or tweet at us using the hashtag NewsroomTXST. And don't forget to pick up a University Star and listen to KTSW every week.